0: Thank you. Welcome back to Death Watch's Call of Cthulhu campaign, Descent into Darkness Season 3. I am Travis, and I will be your keeper today. Before we get back to the investigation at Ross's Corners, let's get an introduction from our investigators.
1: Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Detective
0: Jack
2: Glover, currently on suspension for double homicide now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Justin, playing Lance Monroe, who is steadily losing control of both his mind and his body.
3: (laughs) And I am John playing James Whitmire, who is about to start his uh, Boston Underworld overthrow racket.
0: Yeah, so last time we ended our session with the conclusion of Mr. Monroe's bout of insanity. He has been given a sedative and is now sleeping peacefully near a woodshed in Ross's Corner, Massachusetts. But we'll zoom our lens miles distant to a warehouse in Boston, the same warehouse where our investigators all took a nap together and let some kids run guard duty while they had an adventure <laughs> in the Dreamlands, where Mr. Whitmire is awaiting Lonnie from Drew's crew. You had just gotten word. That they had picked him up. According to your guy, they picked him up at a tobacco shop near Fenway Park. They had a little bit of trouble. One of your guys got wounded, but they should be here any minute, boss.
3: All right. So I think that me and what was his name, uh, Mac or something, Mo. Mo, there it is. Yeah, me and Mo had been playing cards. So when when I, we get the word, then I'll. Uh, Put my cards down and go, go to uh, one of the various crates in there to get some tools. Do you need a luck roll to see what I have? <laughs> what do you want? I mean, it, for the most part, it's pretty mundane. Um, you know, like <laughs> it'll be a hammer, of... pliers, stuff like that. But uh, I also want a blowtorch.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Do they have? Uh... I see. Yeah, they were, they were welding, invented. Like yeah. yeah.
3: As they have a version, it wouldn't be like a little hand, like gas handhelds right, that we
0: like, have. It'd be similar, though. I was looking at chainsaws, too. It was the same sort of thing where they were pretty unwieldy, but they had them. All right, yeah. Go ahead and give me the luck roll for the blowtorch.
3: But, but Whitmire only has
0: the oh, original chainsaw.
3: <laughs> no blowtorch. <laughs> I find the top part, but not any fuel.
0: Right. Um, Somebody's yeah, so- been in here. <laughs> So the guy delivering the message says, you know, he got the telegram when they picked him up, so they should be here any time. Is there any other preparation you want to make, or do you want to skip to their arrival? Uh,
3: Can I find an ice pick? Yes. Or a screwdriver? One of the two.
0: Either one. All right, an ice
3: pick. I'll have to make do without the blowtorch. But I will, uh, the entire time, I'll kind of lament that... uh, I I know I had it around here somewhere and I'll, I'll put whatever parts I do find of it out, you know, just looking for the fuel now.
0: Okay. Yeah. So your guys, you know, there's a hustle, or you hear a commotion outside and then the uh, single entry door into this warehouse that you've been using as a safe house for a while opens and Robbie Orr is the first guy and that's your right hand man. But behind him is another one of your guys with, The arm of yet another one of your guys over his shoulder, they're like helping him. This is evidently the guy that got wounded. And you're kind of shocked to see a blade just sticking out of the top of the guy's head. But otherwise, he seems to be okay. And Robbie's like, uh, we didn't know what to do, boss. But Hugo, well, look. (laughs) So I just brought him here. If you want to give me a, a, a sand roll, it is worth a small sand hit if you fail.
3: Uh. That's alright. I'll probably take a couple more this session anyways.
0: <laughs> it was a uh, 1d2 sand loss. You want to roll that out? One. Okay. Yeah, so it's just you don't often see a wound like that. I mean, you have in the past, or at least heard about it, like uh, sometimes you see a guy walking around it seems like he's not, but it, he shouldn't be, but he has that hilt just sticking out of the top of his head, maybe two inches of whatever blade was used there, and he's he's kind of asking robbie hey man just take it out just take it out
3: <laughs> uh, Zoll, yeah i'll tell him uh you know we, we don't want to take it out just yet but uh yeah um hmm wondering if if i trust andrews enough to try to take this to him because i don't know that they've they left but uh I mean, with everything that we've been through together, he's never once balked at uh, just helping somebody. So I'll uh, did, uh, oh. perform that autopsy on the kid that Stanton shot. He did. So, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tell one of the guys, I'll write out a note for a telegraph uh, to send out to Dr. Andrew's um, house or his apartment and Monroe's shop. Uh, not telling him to come here, uh, just telling him to you know wait. Telling him to well, actually, I'll, I'll yeah. I don't know if I want to give him the address. Yeah, I'll do a telegraph, and uh, the, it's it's urgent that they that they uh, re- respond back to whatever the closest or one of the closer, not closest places that we could pick up a telegraph from. Would be and tell him basically go over there and wait for a response. But uh, you know, if it if you don't get a reply within a few hours, then uh, come back and you know there uh, there should be some hooch in the back though, as you know, uh, uh, over in the corner. Just give him some of that. And, you know, kind of try to keep him uh, keep him as calm as you can.
0: Okay, so before we continue the scene. This will just be an optional thing. If Chris and Justin want to pipe in at any time during the scene, they can do so through the characters. We'll give Chris Robbie Orr, so you're uh, Jimmy's right-hand man. You're pretty down-to-earth. Uh, you are very doubtful a lot of, of about a lot of the things that Jimmy does, but you can't doubt the results. So he has some knack that is beyond your ability to see. Every time he comes up with a plan, you're like, is that really going to work, boss? <laughs> and, you know, he's he's New York, 100%, so he's got that type of speech pattern going. And then for Justin, we'll give you Tommy, which is more of a nickname because he fav- favors the Thompson uh, submachine gun that he carries. You don't have it on you right now, you. but you did pack it down to Boston with you. And you're kind of a sarcastic, wisecracking, uh, half-Italian member of Jimmy Whitmire's crew. Or freelancer would be a wetter, better way to look at it. But you guys don't have to say anything. I'm just saying if you want to react to anything that goes on in the scene, that can be a vehicle for you to do it. Okay. All right. All right. So in come the rest of your guys carrying Lonnie. You recognize Lonnie. they are got his hands bound, and they're pushing him along, and his face is all bloody where it looks like they busted up his nose in the struggle. And uh, he gives you a baleful look, Jimmy, as he's hustled into the room. But once they get into the center of the warehouse, they just are holding him by his suit coat, you know, waiting for direction.
3: Yeah, I'll uh, give him a a big, genuine smile. Say, Lonnie, as good as you can make it. And I'll uh, I'll gesture over towards the chair that uh, I'd been using to play cards. And so we let's put him right here. Yeah, you know, secure his hands behind his back and uh, his feet or his legs to the chair as well.
0: Yeah, when you get him secured, he's, he kind of sucks up all that blood and stuff from his busted up nose and hawks some of it onto the ground. And he's he says, uh, so what's going on here, Jimmy?
3: Well, I just got some questions for you, Lonnie. You know, he had, I come down to, uh, to Drew's cellar and... Come to see some old friends, and I, I'm a little hurt that you you tried to set me up like that.
0: Set you up? Who set you up? What are you talking about well, here?
3: I I don't think it's going to come to a surpri- as a surprise to you to know that there's a price on my head.
0: Right? Yeah, we heard about it. Well, we talked about it. All the guys. Yeah, maybe you did a little more than talk, though, right? As far as I know, nobody was going to make that move. That was up to Drew.
3: Uh, you know, me and Drew, we go a ways back. And I know he wouldn't do it, but, uh, as for you, Lonnie, it's like I said, I just got a couple of questions. So who put the price on my head? Patrick Malone. Can I do, oh, would it be psychology?
0: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Give me a psychology roll. Man. Mm. Not good. (laughs) You can't, well, I mean, there is one problem, uh, he could be just lying to you with the name and the situation. I mean, there's one incongruency in the sense that if Drew and his whole crew talked about it, why didn't they just give you an upfront warning when you came into the basement, you know? So that name could be wrong. That's not the only person who might might want your head. Yeah, I mean, that's the first one that I
3: would think of. As, But again, and, uh, he... I mean... At least my interaction in the past, he he rather have me working for him, doing the some extra shady stuff than yeah, uh, you know, it's a lot of high risk stuff than uh, just have me flattened out right. So I'll yeah, say it's
0: Lonnie. Uh, so, add, when Lonnie says his name, he adds, he's like, "Well, what do you expect? He tried to have a, a sit down with you, and then you you shoot up the place. I don't even know what you're doing back here." Uh, that's uh, I-
3: inaccurate, but uh, <laughs> is it? Because that's what everybody's is. saying, Jimmy. As uh, well, it doesn't matter what everybody's saying. As me and him both know the truth, uh, we'll we'll settle our differences. Uh, unfortunately for you, though, I don't think that that's uh, that's quite right. As uh, so, what do you want me, or what could I roll? I guess to see. Uh, do I get the feeling that, that that he does know more?
0: Well, like I said, I pointed out that incongruency in the sense that he claims the crew talked about it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's... And he's saying it was up to Drew whether they did or not. And Drew's the one who warned you off, so apparently Drew was not inclined to do that, right? So there is, there's that one incongruency. If you want to soften him up with a skill roll, you can use any social skill you prefer. But he's a bit of a tough nut to crack at this stage, so you're looking at needing a hard or better. As I'm
3: gonna just, uh, you know, look over to Robbie and give him a nod as uh, the soften him up nod, as that's my hmm. social skill. Yeah, I'll shrug and <laughs> punch him with a left. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, you should have Robbie Orr there, Chris. His weapons have brass knuckles. You can roll that one; just deduct one from the damage rolled. You're not really looking to, okay. for, if you fumble, then something else can happen, but you're not really looking for the success, just the amount of damage. Oh. A little love
1: tap. It's a good thing we're not.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it didn't come so, up for me.
1: What was it? Was it, it'd be a minus one, it's probably in whisper mode. Yes, uh, usually
0: they default so there. Two. Yeah, so he, uh, you know, Jimmy, you know Robbie can really dish out some damage. That's kind of his preferred method is using his hands, but. He uh pulls the punch on the first one there, but it's still enough to whip Lonnie's head back, and Lonnie's like, "Jesus, come on, Jimmy." I'm gonna pop him again. Okay. You you don't. He used the Lord's name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll aim for the uh the gut, like the solar plexus, on that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that one, you'd knock all the wind out of him, and he's just there gasping like a fish for quite a while, you know, it's, you know better, because you've done a lot of fists cuffs, but some people who don't get in fights might think that you're, you killed the guy, because he can't get a breath in for like a minute, right? He's just uh, salivating and, you know, gasping, and, but finally he draws in that, you know, terrible first breath, and he's like, yeah, he's just on the verge of tears from it
3: so now I'll, I'll say uh, Lonnie is yeah, you know, one thing about Robbie is he's God's man <laughs> don't do that again I'll look really hurt that
1: uh the guy said Jesus's name in such a fashion okay you know, I'll I'll be kind of nodding with the boss when he's you know backing me up on this. <laughs>
3: Uh, so I'll, I'll let him get a couple breaths in, though, and, and we'll, we'll start again. So, as you, you say that uh, you and the crew talked, you and uh, Drew and the rest of the crew talked about it, and you, uh, whether you all or, or Drew himself nixed the idea, is, uh, you know, why not come out and tell me when when I was over there a few days ago?
0: God's honest truth, Jimmy, that's what happened. We just, I didn't know what Drew was going to do, so I didn't want to give it up. And he didn't give it up when you came down, so maybe he's planning to move. I don't know. Nobody expected you to be back in Boston. We heard you were all up in New York.
3: Yeah, it'd go place to place. But are you really expecting me to believe that my best friend in Boston, Drew, is going to give me up for what? What is it? 1000 $1,000. A thousand dollars. You don't think uh, Drew's got more than enough incentive with the work we- me and him do together for more than a thousand. So, again, as I'm not quite believing that it's Patrick Malone. As I know the way that he operates, and he wouldn't just off somebody that he can make use of this quickly, as uh, regardless of whether he thinks that <laughs> that I shot first.
0: Well, look, Jimmy, and just just relax. That's the only name we heard attached to it was Patrick Malone. You can give and it another psychology role if you'd like. No, nope. <laughs>
3: was...
0: you can't. He's a tough read, but uh... he's like, look, he just a thousand dollars with proof. Any of the guys, can you know, most role of... a psychology. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. We could have Tommy right. do it too. Let me share Tommy with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'll uh, <laughs> I'll wait for Tommy what I'll do. Oh, I got a garrot? <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, complete random character make it, so you have a full character, but it grabs the skill list from a, like, a random table, so you'll get like the weirdest set of skills. Mm. That's how I started these guys, and then I kind of tweaked the skills to, to how mm. I wanted them, you know? Alright, Justin, you should have Tommy. If he has psychology, you can roll it. If not, then... Don't bother rolling. Doesn't look like he has it actually. So
1: I was looking for an intimidation. If you got that, that might be
0: good. Uh what does Tommy have? Does he have intimidate?
3: Mm, let's see. Uh, you, you need uh, a, no. All he has um, is a firearm skill Thomas and submachine gun. Yeah, he's a
0: driver, <laughs> <account>. <laughs> yeah, he's a
2: driver and a gunman. Which is <laughs> okay. and he's surprisingly good at library use.
0: Yeah, so Robbie, do you think <laughs> You think that Lonnie, at least about Patrick Malone, uh, the name Patrick Malone, is is being honest about that part of it, anyways?
1: Okay, so I'll kind of give a like a slight nod to to Whitmire. I'll be standing over uh, what's his name's shoulder right now. I'll kind of have my hands on his shoulders. Okay. The guy I've been punching. (laughs) But I'll kind of give Whitmire a nod.
3: Okay. So. Seeing the nod from Robbie, and I, I i trust him, trusts him with my life. So, as all, uh, a more soothing tone, as Lonnie, I, I believe you, okay? As well, we'll, yeah, it, Patrick Malone, is he's the one that, uh, that put the price on my head, uh, $1,000. So, why would you try to set me up, though? As, especially if Drew hasn't given you the go ahead. Who says I did, Jimmy? Where's this coming from? Oh, see, I, I did some digging, and I know there's no job by the docks. There's no simple door job.
0: What are you talking about, Jimmy? There is a job. It's t- it's tomorrow night. It was supposed to go down. We're just going to pick up some hooch. What do you... You really think we'd use that, or I would use that? How would I even get that past Drew? You've worked with us. You know how things happen. Listen, I'm not going to say anybody who heard that figure didn't consider it. Things are good right now. You don't understand. Things have changed in the last couple months. has uh, changed how? Look, I don't know. It's kind of above my pay, but we never have to dump anymore. We never, we don't even get stopped. In fact, you know what I heard? I heard Patrick has some guys he hires specifically for going where the cops know they're going to be. They get picked up. They do the bust so it can go on the papers. These guys do the time. They're paid to do it. And that's how it works. The rest of us, we don't even have to be on the lookout as long as you're playing ball. And that was the job. The guy who's holding this hooch is not playing by the rules. So we're just going to go liberate it and run it through this new system.
3: As They never gave me, uh, did they give me any information on on exactly which uh, area it was yet? As They said that they were going to get me information, right? Yeah, right. All right. Well, now it's time for that information.
0: Hey, this is my livelihood we're talking about here, Jimmy. I was counting on that payday.
3: Yeah. As uh well, you know, I'm obviously I I'm out a few bucks as from having to, you know, bring in all the boys around, right? Now, I'm sure that they would like a little extra payday for making their way down here. So, I mean, the sooner that we get that uh information, I mean, the sooner this can all be over.
0: I can't do that, Jimmy. You're killing me here. And how do you? How well you trust these boys? They now know you have a thousand dollars on your head, and of he <laughs> he not killing you yet. <laughs> he looks meaningfully at uh, all of your guys.
3: Yeah, as I'll say, yeah, don't. I'm not worried about them. As, uh I'm more worried about the information that you're going to be giving us, and uh, I'll give a little nod to Robbie. Punching time. Yep. All right. Yeah, Lonnie flinches.
1: all right i'm gonna pull my punch oh i rolled the just the skill sorry there we go so yeah i'll just try to not do as much damage to him right as that is try to like lower it down a bit
0: yeah so you pull it there at the last minute still give him a good knock looking at him you know he probably couldn't take another uh full shot from you Mm -hmm. but yeah he's he's pretty softened up now jimmy but you will have to make a roll if you want to push him to giving up that information could i could i use my fast talk on it yeah As, you could, uh, uh, okay you could, so the uh, angle
3: here is is basically is uh listen we the, it can it can be over real quick right everybody goes home happy right the the price though is that information and, and a little something extra for the boys here
0: all right, so yeah, instead of the hard you would ordinarily need, since you've had Robbie beating him up there, you just need to come in at the regular level. That I don't know success. about everyone
2: going home happy, boss. Uh, Robbie here looks like he wants to finish this off. I'll nod. I kind of have <laughs> a pout on my
3: face, <laughs> as uh, we'll everybody will be satisfied
0: by the end. Tommy, don't worry. So yeah, what, I'll pat uh, Lonnie on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can see at this stage, you know, his eyes are flickering around. He's looking for a way out. And the hopeful part of him, this is where the fast talk comes in, is seizing on this idea that everybody, including him, is going to be happy. So that's what makes it a success. Of course, he'll probably think better of it here in a few minutes. But right now, he's like, yeah, I've known Jimmy a while. I mean, he plays straight enough, straight as any guy on the street. Yeah, this will work out. So yeah, he tells you, okay, here's the place. And he gives you the address. Which is just another uh, another waterfront warehouse, basically, is what the address ends up being. But you can give me your education role once you hear the address. Success. Okay, the problem with this address is that, at least as far as you knew, that was one of Patrick Malone's spots. So what does he do well, in stealing yeah. booze I mean from that... Patrick Malone, who has this whole system set up where they don't even have to worry about the cops anymore?
3: Yeah, I, I am going to ask that. Uh, so you're telling me that, that Patrick Malone has a system set up so that uh, a few of his guys get busted and he's going to steal from himself?
0: What are you talking about, Jimmy? That's not Patrick Malone's spot. You haven't been around in a while. You can give me a psychology roll on that. Same with you, Robbie. It was
1: extreme uh, success. Nice. Huh. I'll look a like a gasp like... You were trying to set up the boss to go to Patrick's uh, old uh, warehouse or whatever. So, yeah, like, how how could you?
0: <laughs> you can see the lie this time, Jimmy. You can see his panic and trying to explain his way out of it.
3: This is Lonnie. I may not have been right in front of you this whole time, but, yeah, you know, I've been around. Because I know and I hear and I know for sure that that spot is Patrick Malone's what kind of game are you guys playing? Is are you trying to knock off Malone?
0: No, that would be that would be stupid. As I don't know where who, you're
3: getting. Go ahead. Who put this job together?
0: You know, me and a couple of the guys. I mean, Drew knew about it. He he wasn't too keen on it, but the rest of us were. So we were going to go ahead with it. We were just missing our our lock guy. So you were supposed to fill that role, but you know he's like nervous, voice is quavering, sort of thing.
3: You know what it sounds like to me, though. Because it kind of sounds like you guys want to get me out there. And uh, I've got a feeling that it ain't going to be as empty as you make out to believe.
0: So he takes like a deep breath and steals himself. And he's like, all right, look, Jimmy, we talked about it. We planned it. But nobody thought you're going to be there tomorrow. That's just not you. We thought you'd just end up disappearing. It was just talk, you know, like guys do. You weren't going to show up. We wouldn't be able to collect on it. Nothing happens. Everybody goes their own way. It's nothing personal, Jimmy.
3: I, I get it, Lonnie. Now, the the real big question for you, though, is... Is Patrick going to be there? Is, were you guys just going to serve me up to him? Or were you going to just do
0: me in there and, and uh, call him down after? That's where he wanted it done. I don't know if he was going to be there. That's just where he wanted the proof delivered.
3: So... What, you you do me in by the gate and then you leave me in his
0: warehouse, is that it? I guess so. But it was never gonna happen, right, Jimmy? You were gonna leave. You weren't even supposed to be back here.
3: As I'll be uh, I'll be shaking my head, just uh yeah, disappointment. As Lonnie, disappointment. As now most times I know uh, I'm I'm real good at getting out. As especially when I feel there's too much heat. But uh you know, I, I do want to thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity that you've given me. And, uh, with that, I'll, I'll give a, a nod to Robbie and let her see and turn my back, go sit back, uh, over on a crate and roll a cigarette. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll walk around in front
1: of them and I'll kind of, you know, look at them and I'll kind of look sad, <laughs> but.
0: Yeah. And I'll start just hitting <laughs> Jesus.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, it's like, let me get your damage on that. Sorry. And I'm not holding back on those. Yeah, uh, you're not. On extreme.
0: Yeah, so <sighs> extreme on a non-impaling weapon is just uh, max damage. So I think that's mm. what you got, which is eight. Yeah, so oh, it's nice. just pretty much one, re- one whack. You know, ma- did you put your brass knuckles on for that one? yeah yeah, and he starts pleading you you're starting to hear like before you finish it, you know, he seems to be like, no, we can all collect and then like bam and he's done. now <laughs> uh, you guys like, as far as like Robbie and Tommy goes, they all have the the uh, gangster sort of background thing which makes them somewhat immune to sand loss from uh, murders. but Jimmy, You don't, it wasn't really your job, so uh, you do have to make a sand roll for that. It's all right. Like I said, I'm probably going to lose a lot this session. Okay. So that's a D6 sand loss on that.
2: Robbie, you are an artist. Mm -hmm. Thanks.
0: All right. So you lost five and a go. That's enough for temporary bout of madness.
1: I'm thinking that we gather all them, uh these guys up, and we put them in the
3: warehouse, for Patrick. What do you think, boss? <laughs> As, uh, I mean, that sounds like a wonderful idea to me. As <laughs> we can, uh, we can run a, I mean, we can storm Drew's cellar. We can get all of them, all of them in one go.
0: So yeah, you have. I'll give you sort of a, a choice here because some of the path like uh, insanity we have. With um, James Whitmire in the past has been, he'll start attacking everybody. Is one thing he's done. Uh, we can kind of channel that a little differently, and instead of making maybe the smart play that you had in mind for Jimmy Whitmire, you make some really overly violent move. But I will leave that in your court as to what you want you and your guys to do next, and that will serve as our bout of madness.
3: All right. So, do I know? Do I know where Patrick Malone lives, or at least have? Uh, or do I know anybody who might know where he lives?
0: You don't know off the top of your head. You could probably suss out that information. Okay. As uh, so, uh, who
3: else on Drew's crew <laughs> or Malone's crew do I know? Uh, do I have a fairly good idea of where I could would be able to find him?
0: Well, uh, Drew's anybody in Drew's crew is your best bet as far as where you would find them. Uh, as far as his guys, that would be another thing where you'd have to kind of ask around to get out where they're hanging at lately, you know? So Drew's crew is one where you don't have to have a roll. You could just go right to them, start busting heads, as is a requirement of your bout of insanity. Or you can like hit the street try to get some information on where Patrick and his guys have been hanging out or somebody who works for Patrick to think of how the organizational structure is i mean you have Patrick and his close knit crew but then he does a lot of like contract work out to people like Drew's crew or individuals like you in the past so they're not they're not like an ethnic mob or anything like that okay
3: so uh yeah this is all all uh Go, um, or I'll, I'll stand up and uh, tell Robbie that Robbie, you are not only an artist, but you're a genius. As uh, I'd say, we go and and uh, sweep up the rest of of Drew's crew. As All right. finally a little It'd fun, fun
2: for Tommy on. here. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> All right. So the other part of a bout of madness for this type of one where the principal investigator is on his own, is that you get a summary of it. So we'll have to fade to black with Jimmy Whitmire for now as he's on the warpath heading to Drew's crew in the basement. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out what happens when next we get back to him. So we'll switch from there over to the Ross's Corners investigators. So that's Jack Glover, a unconscious Mr. Monroe and I guess that's it. Doctor Andrews is, this, is tending to him. What Sorry, about go ahead, Doctor Call. Yeah, Doctor Call Did is there as well. Do you want me well. to use him again? Sure. Did I take him away from you? Uh, do you still have access to him.
2: I don't Monroe's probably still talking while unconscious.
0: <laughs> What's mm. he
2: saying? <laughs> He's probably just mumbling about um, other I people. I Monroe's mouth with his own flyers
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a missed opportunity I'll regret it for the rest of my
0: life all right you should have Dr. Call now John
3: yeah I got him here
0: all right so the setup was Dr. Andrews was nearby Mr. Monroe had just administered the sedative the rest of the investigators didn't quite keep up in the foot race so you were back with the corpse of one of the townspeople that had just been apparently killed some way, somehow, his heart had been removed, has a too smooth hole in his chest, and Jack Glover had sent off one of the other townspeople to get the sheriff and bring him back here. So let's start with Jack Glover and Dr. Call standing over the corpse of this townsperson who's just been killed, and you sent the guy off to get the sheriff. What do you do, Jack?
1: I think I'm going to kind of puff on my cigar but I'm going to kind of like rest my hands on my knees and kind of bow my head <laughs> like yeah. uh I I'm starting to see stuff that you you sh- probably shouldn't be seeing it's it's not normal <laughs> and I think he's just a little bit kind of exhausted you know from from everything <laughs> so he's just going to try to get his head head right and start thinking about how he's going to divert the sheriff or if he's going to try to get the sheriff to join his side type of thing.
0: Gotcha. Just kind of gathers thoughts. So, eventually, the sheriff does come back, uh, you know... Can
3: I like, poke around a little bit and see? Like, I mean, a, a perfectly round hole doesn't just happen out in the middle of nowhere. As, uh, could I do like a either a medicine or a surgery, even? See uh, if you, I... Like, is it a clean
0: cut? Yeah, go if ahead. I, go ahead, do which your medicine roll. Uh, success. Yeah, so... It's a very odd role to Dr. Call's eyes cuz it is clean but it's not really looking like a tool was used to make it. It's more like the phon- phenomena of enough force, you know, can drive something like cleanly through another object if there's enough force behind it without fracturing a lot of stuff around it. You might think of those stories of straw being d- driven through wood in like a tornado or something like that. Because it doesn't look like a tool was used, but it's definitely not an animal attack, as Jack Glover had made the offhand remark last session about. But unlike Glover, you didn't see the invisible force in the trees, so uh, you don't know how yeah, it occurred.
3: Well, then I'll I'll comment to uh, to Detective Glover that uh, oh it it seems like uh, I don't know it wasn't a cut, but uh, uh, something just just blew right through him. I've never seen anything like this before. I'll stand up and I'll kind of wipe my hand over my face and I'll... You don't say. So, also, since I had gotten out of surgery because of all the... I uh, can't stand all the blood, I guess, <laughs> what does
0: that do now? So, are uh, your phobias... Are just sort of latent unless you're insane, in which case you have to oh, okay react. so it's it's just a role playing flavor, so you might you know be rubbing yeah, your hands the, off or something or the
3: uh I guess the novelty or maybe not even that being the right word uh, uh mystery my yeah, my, the mystery of what uh what happened will. Is as it's starting to fade, I realize that I'm I'm poking around inside somebody again. So stand up quickly and like few steps back and start yeah
0: like uh handkerchief out and start wiping hands and right. And it's at that moment that the sheriff makes his appearance. He's breathing hard from hustling over here. He's got that townsperson who informed him in tow, and he's looking at the corpse. Uh, his eyes wide, and he's just like what. And God's name happened here.
1: I didn't exactly see it happen, Sheriff, so I can't quite tell you. I think it was some sort of animal in the trees. Um, but you'll have to ask Dr. Andrews when he gets back. Uh, oh. We need to get everyone out of these forests. We're not safe out here. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on like there.
0: That. Uh, I ain't much for packing a lot of weight these days. Can I get a hand from one of you to, to carry the body back? Yeah, There's Sheriff. A... There's a church not too far from here. We can, I guess, set him down there and figure out what happened there. All right. right. Why don't you grab his legs there?
1: Yeah, I'll grab his legs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, you know, he was middle-aged. He was scrawny. You know, he didn't really have the constitution to pack him on his own. So you guys struggle with this body and he's leading you in the direction where Dr. Andrews and Mr. Monroe had had their foot chase. So you actually come up to that uh, woodshed. And at this point, for Lance you had been unconscious for a little bit when the sedative first hit but uh, Dr. Andrews had roused you but you're still very groggy right so it pretty much all actions will be at a penalty like including <laughs> thinking that sort of stuff you know you just you don't have all your faculties you just feel like you're packed in wool and very detached from things that are happening to you it seems like you're watching them happen to somebody else but you are conscious and you can speak so uh yeah you see these guys packing a body up uh jack glover and dr call and dr andrews stands up over you and helps you to your feet of course you have to lean on them to remain upright because you get some real vertical vertigo when you stand up Mm. but uh what do you do in that moment
2: i'm just gonna thank dr andrews first of all and, and say did i hurt anyone
0: not this time
2: Okay, thank you. Oh, whatever you gave me packs a punch. Thank you. Uh, I have to borrow some of that for uh, my next Saturday
0: night. <laughs> it's a a special mixture of mine. I use it when I feel a little stressed. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: if I take two So much. what happened to that man? Well, you you saw I mean, it. I'll I'll kind of start walking over towards him.
0: Hold well, then I got to make <laughs> a constitution roll for Andrews. Oh, he's good. Nice, nice. Yeah. So he's. That's what Andrews is asking you. Like, because you both saw the force in the tree. That seemed some invisible force was manipulating the environment there. So he's asking for your opinion on the matter, Mister Monroe.
2: I'm hmm. more than happy to expound on that. Well, it appears that uh, we've had a bit of an. Intervention from the djinn on this party, or whatever it is, this spirit that's been uh, harassing these people and has been tormenting Mr. Merriweather for many years. Uh, Judging from the shape of the wound, I only got a glance at it, but uh, it sounded almost exactly like the wounds that uh, Whitmire and Glover found at the house and down at the train station. Apparently this thing can manage to to, uh, strike... Completely unaware I think we need to find some way of protecting ourselves And the faster we can get that glund fluid To make it visible, the better
0: Well, it looks like we're about to have Mixed company here, so We'll talk some more about it later I think I want to get a look at This body, if I can And maybe I can figure out Something about that, because you remember There was some evidence Left by the Larva in Peru Mm Mm-hmm to the nature of what had happened there. Maybe this will be the same thing. I don't know for sure, but that will be my plan. But he, he goes quiet as soon as Jack Glover and the sheriff walk up with that body that they're carrying and Dr. Call behind. And it seems like they're angling towards a church. You can see the steeple of it off in the distance. It's just like a Presbyterian church that you passed on your way out. You know, uh, one room, one one spire with the cross on it and uh, double doors on the front. That sort of classic look is where they're heading.
2: I'm going to kind of stay back a little bit away from the body.
0: <laughs> you already took the sand loss for it.
2: I know, but... Yeah, <laughs> just from Monroe's standpoint... might he's like, got to go play in it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's something that disturbed him enough that uh, it triggered something in him. So he's... Uh, I, I think that Dr. Call will suggest that... Uh,
3: that or request that the sheriff allow him and himself and dr andrews though to to look over the body seeing as how we're you know medical professionals but his goal is to ingratiate himself further with the group by securing Mm -hmm. this glund fluid (laughs) (laughs) he's always striving to be accepted by these great noble men
0: yeah so andrews (laughs) asks about you know any family that he has nearby, and the sheriff says, "No, I as far as I know, Ralph here didn't have any family." You know, because Andrews is trying to get the okay to do a more thorough examination, and I suppose you would too, if Doctor Call is concerned with those things. Oh, that's that's of course we would need permission to <laughs> to do this examination. Yes, yes,
3: as <laughs> uh, permission. No, I, uh, extreme circumstances may call for uh, for us to. St- to study this, though.
0: Yeah, he didn't have any family. And I'd say, um, I'd say your examination is fine by me if it helps us get to the bottom of what happened to him. But why don't we get him up here in the church first? And you can, you probably know, Dr. Call, that it's fine by Sheriff Hooper because he doesn't know what goes into a medical examination, you know, the, the how the body is cut up and whatnot. He just assumes you'll yeah. be looking it over. So. But yeah, he's, uh, you guys are heading up to those double doors of the church, and uh, he, he kind of nods his head at somebody to kind of come up and open the doors for him and Jack.
3: As uh, Dr. Call can do that.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so you get those double doors open, and the interior of the church is well lit, but what immediately draws your attention is the figure slumped over, there's like a writing desk in the Corner, he's just laying there, slumped over it. Looks like the minister, he's still wearing the clothes of a minister that black suit. And there's a broad brimmed hat set on the desk, but he's slumped over it. And uh, you immediately get the hairs on the back of your neck raised when you see that. Dr. Call,
3: as is the smell, uh, or has it been here long enough for the smell to you don't smell to, any uh, decay? Okay, as all I... I'll glance nervously at at the sheriff and uh, and go in, and uh, call out, uh, "Father, uh, we uh, can we use the the church to e- examine?" As as I step closer to see,
0: yeah. So you're coming in behind him, Jack, with sheriff carrying this body, and you're you were focused at first on your task there, but. You also catch sight of this slumped figure at, at a desk and he's not responding to Dr. Cole. What do you do at that point?
1: I'll uh I'll quickly uh kinda maneuver this corpse that I'm carrying over to the uh, like a nearby pew or something and okay. lay it down. And uh I think then I'll turn to the sheriff and I'll be like, uh we probably shouldn't let any anyone else from the potty in here right now as well, Sheriff.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're all kind of gathered around outside. A few of them are trying to head up the steps at that moment. So, you know, Sheriff looking even Sheriff. more alarmed than he was. Yeah. Uh, he goes through is, the doors and he's like, your place, give us some room, so... folks. Sorry, I cut you off a bit there, Chris. What'd you say?
1: I was just going to, you know, like, this, this is your place. So it's your show, Sheriff. Uh, I don't want to step on any toes.
0: Yeah, so he goes out to address the people there. And he says... Hey, look, let's give the doctors a chance to look this over. I'll get some information about this animal attack to you as soon as I get it. Everybody just go home. Thank you for helping us search. Uh, you all have a good night now. And you get some disgruntled people, but they start to thin out a little bit. Uh, what are you going to do, Mr. Monroe? You're kind of at Dr. Andrew's mercy there, but you can...
2: I'm going to be trying to stay outside the church. Um <laughs> <laughs> just kind of lean my back up against the wall And, and I'm going to be talking to myself Just just get it together Monroe, just get it together You don't want to end up like your parents and your grandpa Just get it together, you got to hold yourself you together worse.
0: So yeah, Dr. Andrews Sets you down so that you're, you're Sitting on one step, sort of resting With your elbows on a higher step And he just cautions you not to stand up too fast If you decide you have to Stand up better, just rest here, okay? Mm. I'll and, just kind of nod And he heads inside Then uh,
1: while the sheriff was talking to him, I'll kinda nod over to Call, and we'll both. I'll see if he'll follow me over to the Padre. Okay. I'll
3: go check him out.
0: All right, Call.
3: Yeah, I'll. uh, I'll continue forward and and uh, see what I can see.
0: All right. So when you get right up to the desk, you do begin to smell blood, but you don't see it. When you're standing on the opposite side of it, you just you just see the figure slumped anything on the desk, exiting yet. its back. Right? N- no, there's no nothing exiting the back. Okay, uh, that force had
3: moved all the way through the last that Ralph guy. Correct?
0: No, it didn't go all the way through. Oh, it just no. went enough, like uh, scooped him deep enough in to scoop the heart out. It's almost like
3: I'll, a, uh, I'll give Detective Glover a uh, like kind of a helpless, worrying look. And uh, reach out to pull the uh, pull the father back in his chair, so I can get a look at this chest.
0: Okay, so when you touch the body, it's stiff. You know, rigor mortis is set in, so you can give me a medicine roll on that. All right. Success. So you know that basically this means that this guy was killed at the earliest three hours ago, so when you push him back, you know, there's a little bit of a struggle to get him back, and some of his limbs kind of stay in the shape they were in, and you have to keep pushing him, and there's like these sort of like a bone-popping sound when you get him into the right position, but you can see the telltale sign of the hole in the father's chest, and you would guess that the heart has been scooped out there as well. And he has a cross clutched in the hand that was hanging down out of sight and just a shocked look on his face as his last, um, facial expression.
3: Oh dear. Is, uh, I, I've never seen anything like this before. Is, is this, uh, is this the the doing of the djinn? Because I know that about the gin, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it,
0: That's is this, what
3: uh, Monroe and Andrews tell me, and then, I began uh, to believe it. I, I I think it's more important now than ever. Then, and with that all, I will uh, go and uh, I don't know. Did he have like a, a, a medical bag like Andrews did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he'll go and get into to his own bag and Do you need like a luck roll or anything for see if I got some vials? I should have a syringe, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know you if it's have the
3: right type of syringe to get Glund fluid.
0: Yeah, you have syringes, vials, scalpels.
3: Uh... All right, then he will harvest the <laughs> Glund fluid from Ralph.
0: You know, yeah. cotton. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say
1: while he's doing that, I think I might see if I can. I don't know. I'm thinking I might think that the sheriff knows something's going on, and he just is either inept or turning a blind eye to it.
0: Yeah, so you, you catch this up many corpses. <laughs> you catch up to Sorry. him, and as he's closing those double doors to the church, there, and uh, he says, "So we got to figure out what happened here and quick."
1: Well, I, I think my companions—they might be able to talk your ear off about what they think's going on here, Sheriff Hooper. But I'm wondering how long you were just gonna sit on all this.
0: Uh, sit on all what?
1: You had to have known it. There had to be signs that these type of killings have been going on for a while.
0: Uh, which type started of, up, right? Uh, excuse me, sir. This is the only killing that I know of.
1: You haven't been finding any animals around with the hodge scooped out as well?
0: Well, we see roadkill every now and then. You know, Mitchell was talking about some of his cattle being mutilated, but I'm not sure what Whole you're getting at A lot of strange
1: coincidences. And sure. you were just going to keep sitting on
0: it. <laughs> What are you talking about, Mr. Glover? I'm sitting on what now? I have two people just died today. You've had a whole lot more than two people. When was the last
1: time you saw a hobo around here?
0: Well, I clear him out when I can.
1: When was the last time you cleared him out?
0: Hmm. I guess it has been a a little bit. How many?
1: How much roadkill have you suddenly been coming across? How many cattle were mutilated, and do you have any other mission people?
0: Well, I was going to go out and talk to Mitchell about his cattle tomorrow, but he only said it was a few, and you know, sometimes bears, wild animals what, come down, that happens. I, what are you getting at here? Well, just tell me plain, you know, I don't talk like you Boston city slickers. You just tell me plain what's on your mind. As far as I know, we I'm had a missing woman, to, and that was it.
1: I'm just trying to figure out if you're just completely blind to this, or if you were inept. And it looks like you're completely blind, and I apologize for coming at you a little too hard. But you do have a problem on your hand. And I think you began to see that.
0: Well, I'll say. So what? In God's name was that directed towards me? (laughs) (laughs) No, he said, like he was agreeing with you that he does have a problem. He's (laughs) he's got his hat off and he's rubbing the back of his head. You know, for Essex County Sheriff, you know, they cover a pretty wide range of land, and uh, he has definitely come across corpses and things like that, but nothing that looks like a like a murder or something, you know. And he's getting nervous at this, at what the doctors are doing, basically, you know, because they seem more interested than they ought to be. So, yeah, he's just not, he's hes treading water here barely, in, is what you're picking up from him. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you, it's a good thing that you do seem to be able to recognize that you're about to be in over your head here, Mr. or Sheriff Hooper. I, if you were to tell me a couple of days ago what I'm about to tell you, Uh, You probably would have heard me laugh then, and I'm probably going to either hear you laugh or get real angry right now. But uh, you—you got a murderer on your hands, that's for sure. But he ain't exactly human and ain't exactly an animal. I can't really tell you. You're going to have to talk to Monroe, or when they get through with it, Dr. Andrews. They seem to have more of the run of it. But you got a problem on your hands.
0: (laughs) Call it a demon if you want. Slow down here. Glover, I I got a murderer. What, do you think this is somebody riding the trains?
1: mm I it's think like they were want... trapped at that.
0: You didn't want to mm-hmm. hear the last part of it, right? That it's not a, it mm-hmm. may not be human, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I think they were, in a sense, squatting at that Meriwether property. Who was squatting? The
0: The, the thing that's
1: been doing this killing. Oh.
0: Did you know about it before uh... you came down here?
1: I had a hunch when we arrived that I'd probably be finding something. I sent a telegram asking if there had been any sort of mission persons before I came down here with Whitmire when you encountered us. Uh, after our encounter, I wanted to talk to some of those hoboes. Perhaps they had seen something that you had not, that you had been failing to see. And uh, that station is a, is a horror show in there. I don't know if it's still there, but I'm going to guess it is. This gin doesn't really seem, or this thing doesn't really seem to care uh, whether or not it's leaving a trail of corpses. It's a horror show in that station, Sheriff.
0: There's more bodies at the old depot? Yeah, mountain corpses in
1: this little town, right after we talked. I wanted to go investigate. I wanted to go talk to the vagrants, see if they had seen anything. Unfortunately, I saw more than I wanted to.
0: Why in God's name didn't you tell me after you saw it?
1: Yeah, I know how small towns work. It's nothing against you guys, but... The two out-of-towners decide to show up out of nowhere and find a mountain of corpses in an abandoned train depot? And then what? Oh, a genie did it. A demon. Or some sort of monster.
0: Alright, yeah. go ahead and throw out a persuader charm roll at that mm. point, Clever.
1: Charm sixty five, persuade sixty three. I think persuade fits more. Okay, I'm not exactly charming.
0: <laughs> oh, mm. Mm.
1: push it. Yeah, if you mm. want to,
0: you'll just get a bad reaction from because there's a, there's a logic to what you're saying, and it's it's whether or not he accepts it, right? Mm-hmm. The small town two out or outsiders show up, and now there's problems. Who gets blamed? Yeah, that's logical. Oh, man. So it's just about selling well, it to him or not.
1: Hey, look, uh, if this goes sideways, we just get three corpses <laughs> worth of gun fluid,
0: so. Right. It's all good. Come on. Oh, oh. no. Oh. <laughs> he's like, you know what? Maybe there is something to that. Maybe you folks do have something to do with that. You know, why doesn't everybody just have a seat until I get to the bottom of this? You can see he's starting to lose his temper. He's in a panic, though, but let's pause there for a moment and go outside to where Lance Monroe is sitting, watching the townsfolk depart. Most of them have gone. Only a few hanger honors are gone out to the road that runs by the church and are waiting around to hear what the sheriff's going to say. But give me a spot-hidden roll while you're sitting out there. And your vision is a bit blurry, so there is a a penalty. Penalty, all right. Or let's just do the hard level. Sorry, hard level.
2: Hard spot-hidden
1: not even close. Penalty might be better. I'll take the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: either way, I would have failed. Oh. All right. So, yeah, you, you see one of the people out in the road pointing at something back across the field, but you can't make it out. There's a couple things working against you. Your vision's sort of swimming. Uh, your eyes, it's like a real effort to keep your lids up. And um, also the light is dimming as night approaches. Yeah. But they I'll are pointing and my, making
2: Go ahead I'll be rubbing my temples And is there anyone nearby that uh, that I might be able there to was like some, shout at?
0: There were some folks in the road And it looks like one of them was pointing off Down at the field That you guys had passed through
2: Okay, I'll, I'll kind of shout over Is everything okay? Did they find the girl?
0: Yeah, everything's fine My son just thought he saw something out in the trees What did he think he saw? Well, what'd you see, boy? Tell him and so he, he kinda he's like, Look right there. He's trying to point it out to you, but again your vision's just not working unless you want to push it. But he uh he's like, There's something I think up in the tree there. I see the branches
1: mm-hmm. moving anyways. Could Monroe's heightened state or diminished state I guess depending on how you wanna word it, could it have potentially aided him? He's oh, in near a, way. a dream. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh well yeah, I guess if you want to expand on that a little bit more. You mean like a different skill might come into play here?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just like he's not quite within like the the realm of normalcy right, right. now, he's, right? Uh... He's slightly on the edge of sanity as well as being slightly uh, drug-induced sleep.
2: Yeah. You know? So kind of feeling the need to either move or just lay down. I'm going to, you know, that feeling. I'm going to stand up and kind of walk over and, and uh, kind of kneel down next to him and say, you're pointing out to me. What is it you're seeing?
0: All right, since you get closer, or you're attempting to get closer, you can take another crack at it just at the regular level, but you do have some difficulty getting over to him. It's a little bit of a walk for somebody in your state, so go ahead and shoot out a constitution roll for me. Okay, here we go.
2: <laughs> oh, that was a hard, but yeah, uh, I still would have epically failed it.
0: Well, your legs are just oh. jello when you stand up, so you sit right back down on your butt. And uh, you think me? You might be able to crawl over there if you're that insistent. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I actually will crawl over there, which has got to look quite the sight since I'm in my suit
0: and old cowboy boots. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, you start crawling over to this kid, and he's like backing up from you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this guy is awful strange, and the Sam. dad's like, "Hey, do you need help there, sir?" Like, Are you going to be okay? It's all right. I'm
2: I'm I'm a little woozy. There was a, an animal attack, and I saw something that's making me a little nauseous. I'm having trouble. I'm a little bit of vertigo. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, what is it the boy saw? I'm a little bit concerned that this animal might be the thing in the tree that he's seeing.
0: Well, I'm pointing it right out to you, mister. Just look right there. It's still there. You can see it. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. So, yes, you see what you saw earlier, which is some invisible force bending these branches down you could almost in your mind imagine like a very large bird has settled atop the uppermost branches of one of these trees okay
2: yeah i'll, I'll tell the, the boy and his father you best all get inside and grab anyone else that, that uh you can on your way i don't think it's safe outside right now
0: but the sheriff said we couldn't go in
2: just find somewhere to go inside don't Are go in the church going in- no sir no sir uh, whatever attack that man is still out there and it'd be best that you all get inside.
0: Listen, I get the feeling you're not f- from around here. Nothing's going to come up on the road <laughs> like a, you know, we're okay. Maybe if you want to go inside, that's fine. In fact, why don't you do that, mister? I'm kind of getting a weird vibe from you. <laughs> you yeah, give I'm going gonna... to <laughs>
2: start working my way towards the church, but I'll tell them, yeah, go go find make your way back home. It's not safe out here. But I'm gonna be keeping just, my eyes on on that spot to see if it moves.
0: I just imagined you as a really weird horror movie trope of the person that gives warning, you know, the crazy guy that mm-hmm. gives <laughs> dude in a bright yeah. suit, cowboy boots comes crawling up. You wanna be getting out of here now, people <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, Then he crawls away <laughs> And
3: of course he's an out of towner too So no one knows <laughs> Well actually he's the new owner of the creepy uh, what well, the creepy <laughs> farm On the outskirts of town <laughs> right. now So he just crawls back into the farm
0: Alright Dr. Call You uh, are looking over these bodies Or at least that's what it appears But you're trying to get the Glund fluid So you can do your surgery Or medicine to do it uh, You think you can just right. tap right in at the back of the neck there. and Glad
3: I chose surgery, because nice. medicine would have failed.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, so you, you make a practice incision, you tap into, actually the spine in this case, it's the same fluid that flows along the spine and into the brain. And it's not necessarily a clean operation with the tools that you have, but you are able to capture a lot of what's coming out, you know. It's just a clear-looking fluid no odor that you can detect but yeah you're getting it in these vials that you have just okay. sort of like yeah tip.
3: so I'll, I'll take those and store them in uh i'll tell dr andrews that might be uh it might be better if you keep these in your bag
0: hey uh dr Call, i know we need that but you don't think they're going to have a question <laughs> about that wound
3: no i'm sure that we can explain it i mean we're going to do an autopsy right <laughs> yeah
0: i suppose you're right okay Carry on. All then right.
3: I'll grab out the wood axe and start hacking limbs uh, for the bones. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> One of those, too. So, uh, Jack, you hear a thump at the uh, the church doors, like somebody thumping. You can actually pinpoint the sound coming lower than if somebody were standing to knock <laughs> on the door. So, And the sheriff... i kind of... Oh, sorry. Go for it. He just looks over at it wildly... And his hand goes to his uh, revolver on his hip. Yeah,
1: I I've, I think at uh, this point, Jack kind of has his hands up, you know, cigar kind of smoldering in the right hand. And this is more of a, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not meaning you any harm here, sheriff type gesture, as opposed to like, I, you know, hands up type thing. But uh, yeah, I'll kind of look over at that door and then over to the sheriff. I'm going to go answer that door. And you think about what I told you. And if you need me to go, sit in a jail cell, I'm going to. But it isn't gonna stop anything, Hoopa. And I think you know that. And I think you've known it for a little bit. And I'm gonna turn, go towards the door.
0: <laughs> yeah, he lets you answer the door, but he keeps his hand on the, on his gun, uh, for now. But you see, Monroe is laying on the ground outside on the sort of the deck, the the stairs that lead up to the front of the church, and he was just knocking on the door. So he's looking up at you. And you, you've seen people who are pretty gacked out. So, yeah, his eyes are like little pinpoints. His uh, pupils are little pinpoints. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll go help him up.
1: And as I do, I'll kind of whisper under my breath to him that uh, your current state isn't going to help you when you got to explain this to the sheriff. <laughs> and I'll pat <laughs> him on the back
2: and I know. walk him in and close the door. <laughs> Before he, he uh, like walks me in, I'm going to point to the trees and say it's out there it's still out there we need to get the sheriff to get these people inside find someplace
0: safe uh listen one all of right. you out of towners better start making sense what is out there what are you talking about you get them in here you everybody sit down in here hey you two dr call andrews why don't you come over here he's just starting to all, order. will hold around.
3: up Ralph Sarm. what <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, uh, to tell him that uh, well we we were just about to start the the uh, examination uh, the field examination yes field examination well, we we started with uh, a
0: <laughs> no. well you're gonna have to put that on hold I got to get to the bottom that's... of this your friend here I... Mr. Has made a very good point I don't know any of you. And we've had problems since you started showing up. So I need you to stop what you're doing. Come over here, have a seat. Let's keep it cordial for now. I don't want to have to take it to the next level.
3: That triggers uh, Doctor Call's blood rage. <laughs> <laughs> That's another side effect of why he got at it. No, um, Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll comply 100% Was casting worried looks over the, over the situation.
0: So he, here's the thing, You're, Glover here, he makes a very good point. This didn't start happening happen until you guys showed up. So what exactly is going on here? He's talking about something that's not human, something that's not animal. You're talking about something in the trees. Meanwhile, I got Sheriff, two two people dead, and I got to explain that sir, to the town.
1: Sheriff Hooper, I hate to get you on semantics, but I think we both know this was going on for me and Whitmire showed up.
0: Yeah. Because you say there's a bunch of people dead at the train depot, but I don't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. What kind I'll... of game are you all playing here? Is this your what you do for fun? You drive out to the country, just try to have a good time yeah. with your local yokel?
1: Oh, yeah, that's what we love doing. We love driving out to the country and uh, sitting around while a backwater sheriff tries to make sense of a bunch of people getting their hearts scooped out. Wake up, Hoopa. Hey, you know, your I people... don't...
0: I don't like your attitude, Jack. That might be how you talk to people in Boston, but we take care of each other around here. You gotta... You know, we're polite. So that's what you're doing? That's what you're doing by
1: just standing around? You're taking care of those people that are going to be killed by this creature?
0: No. No, what I'm doing is i getting a statement from all of yous, and I'm doing it one at a time. I'm going to figure out what's going on here. So, somebody here is not telling me what's going on. All right.
1: I'll let you do your job then, Sheriff. I... I'll back up, kind of lean against a pew.
2: <laughs> smoke my cigar.
0: So who did he have the best rapport with after Jack? I don't know. I guess he Matter, talked to... I'm going to
2: stand up or kind of like pull myself <laughs> up on a pew and, and try and straighten my suit the best I can. I think okay. I can explain this in, in very short terms, <laughs> officer. There will be a sure. very low, almost inaudible
1: moan. <laughs> All right. Jack will be suppressing.
0: Many years so, ago <laughs> It all started when I was a boy <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead <laughs>
2: uh, That property that, that uh, They were out looking at A lot of years ago A creature was trapped there By Mr. Merriweather When he died, he told us That it was going to break free And that we needed to stop it Before it started killing people That's what we were coming out to do But apparently we were too late and that's the whole story.
0: That's the whole story.
2: <laughs> that's the least I've ever heard Monroe talk. <laughs> I am heavily sedated,
1: so yeah, all of that <laughs> and came on the out in the border, a slur, the borderline of insanity. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: given the nature of his particular insanity, you might imagine that some personality is taking control of him because there's no way Monroe could have been so concise and to the point. <laughs> So let's see, oh. you're digging yourself out of a hole uh, thanks to the failed push. So what role-wise do you want to do here, Monroe? I think I could you could try Persuade. Got...
2: Yeah. Or, hmm. let's see, what else have I got?
0: That's really kind of the only angle you have, I think, is actually yeah. Persuade. Yeah, I could the way try you did a Charm, it.
2: but it's not that great.
0: So let's go. Um, let's go in at the hard level. Okay. To try to back him up. Could
3: Doctor Call try and help? Mm. Oh, never mind. He doesn't need my help.
1: Quick attack! Get the Glun fluid from the <laughs> shelf. Yeah,
2: Glun fluid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll be like, I know this. This all sounds weird and fantastical, but I'm telling you the truth. I may look a little bit weird, and people may may talk about me behind my back, but I am a very serious professional. And gonna try and help you in resolving this matter. So I was hoping you were going to say you were a straight shooter. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, so it's precisely the tact that you chose, which is very unmonroe like and the fact that he had a minimal exposure to you in the beginning and kind of formed a low opinion of you based off the way you dress and the way you spoke, that you come in at this angle that it actually breaks through to him. And he calms down a little bit and He just says, you know how wild that is, that story you told? But let's say I'm to believe that. Let's just say for my own sanity, we'll say it's a person, okay? Just for the sake of argument. If there's somebody killing here, how are we going to stop them? When is it going to happen again? Like, what do we do?
2: I don't know about you, Sheriff, but I've never seen a man do what happened to that corpse. I've... It looks like something ripped his heart out from the inside out. I don't know a man that can do that. Do you?
0: No, I don't. But what I'm asking you <laughs> to please stop bringing that to my attention. I just want to know how to stop it from happening again. I don't want to make a sand. You
2: you try and keep the people of your town safe and let us do what we need to do.
0: Yeah, he's just like, Lordy, what do I do here? And he goes off to one corner you know, rubbing his chin, trying to sort it out, which sort of gives you guys a moment to talk amongst yourselves. But give me an intelligence role, Dr. Call. Oh, Barely God, a success. Hilarious. Yeah, we are succeeding. I'm uh, worried about the,
3: the yeah, sheriff noticing the hole for the
0: glund fluid. You did just the bare minimum of <laughs> intellect. and <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, with only two bodies that you've examined yourself, it's hard to make a pattern, obviously, but let, for the sake of the argumentation in your head, you have these two bodies, the father who was killed anywhere between 3 and 36 hours ago, because that's how long a state of rigor mortis lasts, and then you had this one killed more recently. It would be useful to you to know if there was another body in what state that was in, because then you'd be able to develop the timing, at least. At least that's how you were trained in medical school, to determine that.
3: So wait, a body that had been killed before the father?
0: Yeah, if you saw more bodies, you could see yeah. what the pattern is, you know.
3: Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. Um
0: Or if you got the information on the state of the bodies, you might be able to ballpark it. It's just something well, you're thinking knows. about.
1: He knows that well, the woman went missing. Then yeah, so we're searching for her. So he would just need to know when she went missing. She was before, right? At, at the very least, she was before the guy who just died for sure.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. As well, she was missing. Didn't they say that she had been missing for like a day?
0: Yeah, we I think since uh, Saturday. Cause Saturday, Cause Friday, Jack Glover, he telegrammed down to. Sheriff Hooper, to see if there was anything odd going in the town. You know, I think it was under the pretense of a a crime survey for, you know, state database or something like that. And he got all clear. Now, when when Glover and Whitmire came down, they heard about a missing woman. I believe that was the next day on Saturday. And then Whitmire, or sorry, Glover knows, and Whitmire, I suppose, that all of the bodies in the train depot, were decayed, so you're looking at outside of that 36-hour window after death occurs, you know, where that stuff starts to set in. So, and Andrews is kind of thinking, when you ask that question, he says, so if you remember Meriwether's letter, he said the gin would be weak at first, but it would go stronger and travel further afield, and if we're to take everything Meriwether said at face value... This thing was freed upon Meriwether's death on June 16th. So that's the window we're looking at. What is today's date? It's uh, August 21st, 22nd. My God. (laughs)
3: This this thing has been murdering for uh, over a month. But anyhow, so... And you
0: never noticed. With the three most recent that you know of, that would be one on Saturday, missing. Let's presume she was killed by the the djinn, father here killed sometime in the last day, you know, maybe since he's still here, it was yesterday on Sunday, and then uh, the most recent, this townsperson killed during the search, which was just less than an hour ago. So those are the the things that kind of come in the intelligence role, but I'll let you uh, carry it on from there.
3: Uh, And are we trying to establish pattern of frequency? That's what you were thinking about. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, at at this point, well, and I guess it really, it it does really depend. I mean, is it also sustaining itself off of animals? Uh, Have there been any animal attacks as well um, Mm -hmm. that have been reported? And uh, are there any other people that we know of that have gone missing since Saturday?
0: Well, so far, only Glover has heard from Sheriff Hooper that there's been cow mutilations and them. McFurter woman that's been missing and some roadkill that he's seen here and there
3: and the McFurter woman is who we're actually looking for right now right? that's who you were in yeah. the field looking for yeah. okay so at least one human a day so that means that it, it um, probably won't feed again until tomorrow I'm, I'm assuming that uh, it wasn't just feeding off of what what it could get a hold of um, and now we've provided it with uh, more sources of sustenance in all of the townsfolk that are outside. We also don't know which range, but we've definitely for sure brought the townsfolk within it now. Yeah. yeah. As I had, was there any any sign of roadkill, I guess, uh, outside of, or like how far outside a town um,
0: does that? did that usually start popping up? Did anybody mention that? The sheriff didn't mention it specifically, and he's off in a a fugue trying to figure out what he's going to do about all this. So it's just... well. How far away are we from the house? uh, From where you are now, although you've never been out to the house, although Glover could verify it, you're, say, on the same side of Boone Road, which is the road that kind of splits through the middle of town, and then when you go on a little bit further, you'll get out to the house, so you're on the the uh southern side of that road which is where the house is but it's uh it's maybe like I want to say it was 45 minute drive from town to get mm. to the house hmm or no not even that it was like two miles down Boone road so when you guys took the car there it wasn't you know it was maybe 10 minutes going at the speed you went okay
3: well um I will uh I will uh whisper. Or I guess uh, just lower my voice to the group and say that uh, I believe that uh, the djinn, if it doesn't already, will soon have access to the majority of this town. And as of right now, it most likely is only feeding off of one person a day. But who can say how many people it will feed off of if it has the means and the access? I'll kind of, Glover will kind of scowl. look towards monroe and like do you guys have what you need to stop this uh, we just uh, i we just secured some gun fluid or glun fluid (laughs) which uh is is now in in uh dr andrew's bag and i believe that was
2: all that was missing and i'll questioningly look at monroe we do need to find a piece of amber to lure it and trap it Hmm. Well, but I mean, we uh, may per- we right may find open. one at the house.
3: Well, we we may um and do we have everything though to perform the uh the ritual if the uh,
2: amber is there? We'll need to head back to my shop and uh or to my museum and get the books. Then okay. Outline well, exactly the details of what we need to do, but other than that, yes, I believe we do. All right, I believe that we can secure
3: some amber in, in Boston. I would be surprised if we couldn't. All right. Um, Do you think that the sheriff will, uh, I'll look over at him,
0: will be
3: willing to let us depart?
0: So it's with that question that the scene will have to fade to black for today, and we'll figure out what will happen next time. Thanks for playing, guys. Appreciate it, as always. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, thanks, man. Thanks, Travis.
3: You. Is uh, are we gonna open with what happens <laughs> with a, a blood spattered uh, Whitmire next time?
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean we'll see. But I'm gonna have. A... This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. <laughs>